0: Welcome on in. I'm Pete Mundo, HeartlandCollegeSports.com. My goodness. We're back talking about expansion. All right, we're back. If you're on the radio show, it's great to have you here. If you're on the podcast, leave that rating, review, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts and get a free Heartland College Sports Koozie in the mail. When you leave me a rating and review on iTunes and send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. We'll get you hooked up. So uh, here's the latest. The latest, and this thing is moving a mile a minute, all right, but the latest news and the latest reports that we have regarding the Big 12 Conference include some pretty wild uh, ideas. And the ideas include the possibility, and I'd love to get your thoughts because we're also on Facebook Live right now, about SMU being in the conversation to join the Big 12. There was a report from the Dallas Morning News saying that SMU has had conversations with the Big 12 conference along with the Pac-12 and the ACC. Yes, SMU. Now, you might sit here and say, we're done with Texas schools. We don't need Texas schools in the Big 12. We've got Baylor. We've got TCU. We've got Texas Tech. Um, you know, losing Texas, we're adding Houston, we're done with Texas schools. They bring nothing to the table. I'm open to this. All right. I am open to the idea of SMU coming to this league. And hear me out. The Big 12 is not going to be the SEC. The Big 12 is not going to be the Big 10. They're not. And that's okay. There's going to be the two major power two conferences. All right. And that's, that's fine. I'm willing to accept that for what it is, okay? So now, if you're the Big 12, you're in a position of power. You're finally, for once, not the conference that's getting raided. You're not the conference that's on the brink of extinction, right? So you're in a good place. So now the question is, what do you do to take advantage of that? We've talked about the four teams in the Pac-12 that the Big 12 is targeting. Arizona, Arizona State. Colorado and Utah, and I would be very much okay with that. They all make sense. Utah, you're pairing with BYU. The Arizona schools are together. Colorado, Big 12 fans obviously are familiar with Colorado since they used to be in the conference, but you bring in an SMU and here's what you get from an SMU. All right. You continue to try to lock down the Dallas-Fort Worth Metro, which obviously has a massive, uh, you know, uh, alumni base for SMU. You continue to try to own the state of Texas. No state is growing faster from the standpoint and continuing to be the hub of high school football than the state of Texas. I mean, it's Texas and Florida, right? Those are your two big states. You want to throw in California to the mix you can, but California, you know, there are a lot more people leaving than there are going in. So that's what makes suddenly the state of Texas so attractive. So how do you lock down the state of Texas? I'm not saying invite UTEP. But those of you that know that part of the world know that SMU has a lot of uh, high powered donors, a lot of people that are influential, not just in the state of Texas, but in business in the region. And for that matter, you know, in many ways, coast to coast. They have those kind of people that you would want to be part of the conversation in business dealings, right? So they bring that to the table. So I'm not shutting the door on SMU. I'm not sitting here and saying, "Boy, the big twelve better go get SMU tomorrow." and if they don't, they're a bunch of losers. That's not the case that I'm making at all about SMU. I'm just saying I'm not going to shut the door on it because the other thing that matters in in conference expansion right now for the big twelve is play the numbers game, right? The big ten's apparently done. The big Ten apparently is done. At 16, for now, if Notre Dame wants to talk, that changes the conversation. But for now, the Big Ten is done at 16 teams. So, if you're the Big 12, what's your advantage? You're not going to get, um, you know, a blue blood to come in. The advantage is in numbers. That's the advantage. Numbers and solidifying whatever the conference is, making sure that everybody's on board. One thing that I've heard a lot from Big 12 folks on right now is that the league has been very much on the same page these last couple of weeks. Since all this blew up, for once, the Big 12 is actually all rowing in the same direction and going in the same direction. And instead of people looking over their shoulders saying, you know, who's going to backstab who? That's not happening right now. That's not. From people I've talked to. And that's a good thing. That's a place the league wasn't in 2010, in 2011, in 2012, in 2016, last year. This is not where the league was. Now they're there. Now I'm seeing some of the comments here on uh, Facebook Live. How about Oregon and Washington? You know, very interesting story about Oregon and Washington that I want to share with you. So, Oregon and Washington, TV rights advisors, I don't know if you saw this story on our website, heartlandcollegesports.com. By the way, I'm your host, Pete Mundo. Uh, Please do check us out, podcasts, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube. Of course, on the radio show as well, wherever you are getting all the information, we're there for you. Just search Heartland College Sports. So there was an interesting report from CBS Sports' Dennis Dodd over the weekend, and it talked about how Washington and Oregon— may not have the value that a lot of people perceive it to have. Now, this is, and I didn't see this coming, because you think Oregon, Phil Knight, the Ducks, Knight, you think about all that, right? But sit back for a second and ask yourself, Eugene, Oregon, okay, Seattle, Washington, major market, okay. I can kind of see that. But just ask yourself for a second, do they really bring as much to the table as we all think? Well, according to this report from Dennis Dodd, TV rights advisors, people who, you know, know how this stuff works with media markets and what's valuable and what's not, the Big 12, here's the report. I'm going to read from it right now. The Big 12 has been told by TV rights advisors that the two most important considerations for expansion are brand and geography. Geography pushed Oregon and Washington to the margins. And then it says in parentheses That doesn't mean the likes of Arizona and Arizona State are necessarily brands, implying that Arizona State and Arizona have geography advantages that Oregon and Washington don't, and their geography advantages supersede the brand advantages of Oregon and Washington. And I I did not expect that to be the case, but it does make some sense. Like, if you could lock down the state of Arizona with both those schools in the Big 12, that's a no-brainer. No brainer. It's an extension from West Texas. Get in there to the Arizona markets. You got a top 15, 20 market in Phoenix, a good market in Tucson. Those are massive undergraduate uh, classes that those two schools have. So I think it makes all the sense in the world to bring those two teams in. And I would do it in a heartbeat if they wanted to join the Big 12, those Arizona schools. And Colorado, you know, Colorado is a school that obviously knows the league. And people in this league understand Colorado. They used to be, you know, going to Boulder. And while Boulder is certainly different than it was even 15, 20 years ago, there still is that cultural big 12 fit that I think works out pretty well for everybody. So I'm very open to Colorado. And then if BYU wants a travel partner in that part of the world, uh, why not? I mean, BYU is the one that got away. The Pac-12 sat on its feet last year when all this was happening, when the Pac-12 should have gone hard after BYU. They should have. I mean, there was no, I I get it. The Sunday thing throws some people off and probably the Pac-12 institutions don't love the religious aspect of BYU, but you get a national brand like BYU, you can get them in your league and BYU would have taken the invite when it was an arms race to 16, the Super Conferences, we all saw this coming from a mile away, the Pac-12 did not budge. And it should have. It should have. Also on Facebook Live, uh, from Casey, would the Big 12 go after Cal and Stanford instead of Oregon and Washington? You know, I don't believe that um, Stanford's going to do anything. Uh, Stanford, first off... I don't think the Big 12 should be interested in Stanford over those other four teams. Stanford is a, I mean, it's a great school. No one's going to take that away from Stanford. Uh, If Stanford has good football, like, that's cool, right? If they get Andrew Luck and he falls into their lap, they're happy. Stanford's about the academics, and God bless them for that. I mean, that's what they're known for. I think Stanford is waiting, and the reporting is that Stanford is waiting for Notre Dame to make a move, and then hopefully they get an invite with Notre Dame to the Big Ten. That's what I think Stanford's waiting for. Stanford would probably be fine to just stay independent. Like, I I think that they'd be okay with that, just because of what they are as an institution. Like, if they went independent, they'd be okay. Uh, The ACC rate is not happening. The ACC grant of rights is so, so strong. It's not happening. And there's no—I don't see a huge benefit in an ACC team leaving for the Big 12. I, I just—I don't see that happening. I'd be stunned. that You've got to go where there's vulnerability. And the vulnerability is out West, and there are four obvious schools for this league to add. <laughs> yeah, Elijah on face—I, Elijah, I love the way you think. Plot twist. Clemson and Florida State come to the Big 12— I love you, Elijah. All right. I mean, that'd be great. You get two more schools there, right in the SEC footprint, but it ain't happening. I hate to break it to you. It's just not happening. Okay. I wish it were. I wish I could sit here and say that I uh, agree with you and you know keep an eye out for it, but no, 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 no. It's not happening. Now, the other thing that that you know should be noted: the SEC is apparently going to stay at sixteen teams all right, this, this also uh, came down from Saturday down south. The SEC is, at this point, not interested in further expansion. Now, I don't trust the SEC as far as I can throw them. All right, I, I wouldn't. I'm not going to. I'm just saying that that's out there, that the SEC is saying we're done. And that's where I think the SEC and the Big Ten look at this and saying, we're, we're looking to create Super con two super conferences with truly big time power programs and blue bloods, and then everybody's already been in the conference, like Minnesota, like Arkansas, they just lucked into the situations they're in. That's it. So, the big 12 has got to get itself to 16, at least for now. You can't sit there at 12 and feel good about things because it's only going to take the Pac 12 to make a move, to steal Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, and whoever else. Like, don't, the Big 12 for once has an opportunity to not be the league getting screwed here, right? That's what's happening. For once, the Big 12 can be the league that's not getting screwed. Make a move, push ahead, advance the ball. That's what this league has to do. And as I understand it, there have been meetings all weekend. The new Big 12 commissioner, Brett Yormark, is a guy who is, uh, you know, the one thing I like, well, one of the many things I like about Brett Yormark is the fact that he's not an athletic director who, like, doesn't want to hurt his friend who's the AD at Cal. Right? Like, <laughs> th- those days are over. The-, 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 the gentleman's sport, the shake hands, cigars, backroom dealing is over. It's a blood sport at this point. I say that tongue-in-cheek. But that's what it is. You're either getting eaten or you're eating somebody. And the Big 12 has nearly been eaten alive, you know, three, four times in the last 15 years. For once, they can move things forward and not worry about offending somebody or ticking somebody off or whatever it might be. So by golly, go do it. Go do it. And We'll find out more this week. Of course, Big 12 Media Days are taking place this week. We're going to have an enormous amount of coverage on the website. I hope you'll go check it out at heartlandcollegesports.com. We're going to have a full crew down there in Arlington where the Big 12 Commissioner is going to be talking. Brett Yormark is going to be speaking. I want to see what he has to say. I want to see how legit he is. I want to see how uh, he brings a different attitude to this than, you know, a run-of-the-mill AD would. And that's not a knock on run-of-the-mill ADs. There are plenty of good ones out there. They've been on this show. They've joined me on the podcast. They're great. But where we are right now is basically pro sports. This is not college sports as we've known it for generations. It's over. NIL's changed it. The transfer portal's changed it. It's done. So let's just realize that, accept that, and then figure out what's next. And then figure out who is going to do the best job of making sure the Big 12 is a viable league, not the SEC, not the Big 10. I'm not naive enough to think that's the case, but a viable league for years to come. On Facebook Live, Pete, do you think if the Big 12 adds for the Pac-12 schools, Texas Know You will push to get out earlier? Yes. I think Texas Know You would have gotten out yesterday if they could. They couldn't. They can't. They are not going to spend that type of dough right now to make it happen. Uh, but do I think it expedites them wanting to get out? Sure. Should the Big 12 let them out? No. No. And I know OU and Texas fans might be upset by that. But te- like if you're an OU or Texas fan, all right, just step back and look at this from the standpoint of uh, the Big 12. Like, take off the crimson and cream, take off the burnt orange, and ask yourself, from the Big 12 perspective, why would they let you out early? Now, you may say, well, because they got to get on with their own new league, and they want to do their own new league. No, 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 no. The Big 12 benefits from OU and Texas staying in the league. There's no benefit, outside of maybe scheduling ease, in letting those two schools leave early. There's none. So they shouldn't be bothering with that. And I think any honest Oklahoma and Texas fan who is looking at this fairly and reasonably will come to that same conclusion as they should. So I, I just, I don't see it happening. I don't see it changing anything at all. I think OU and Texas are going to be here till maybe 2024. Maybe if the Big 12 has 16 new teams, not new teams, but if they get to 16. Without OU in Texas. And those four Pac 12 teams are set to begin in 2024. And they've got a new TV deal to roll out. And OU in Texas obviously wanna leave early. And they wanna get out for a little bit, you know, they're still gonna have to pay. But if they can at that point pony up tens of millions of dollars each to the Big 12 to leave early, that's a conversation to have. And then I think the Big 12 would be wise to say, okay, what will it, um, you know, what will it cost us to have you leave? And what are the benefits to having you stay? And, you know, if there's money to be made by having them leave, then let them go. Let them go. All right. So that's, I I think that's an important part of this conversation uh, to look at moving forward. Pete, what does the Big 12 specifically have to offer? I guess that's in terms of what? Expansion for the Big 12? Uh, I think you have a league that, you know, first off is on firm footing, added four great schools. The media is never going to give the Big 12 it, the credit it deserves. You added uh, a national brand in BYU. You added Cincinnati, who was just in a college football playoff, a top 30 media market. Okay, you're, you know, second fiddle to Ohio State. That's all right. I mean, uh, there's 125 FBS teams that are 2nd fiddle to Ohio State. I mean, Ohio State's a top-three brand in the sport. That's okay. You've got yourself in at UC, you know, UCF, Orlando, top-30 media market, in the second-best high school football state in America in Orlando, right in the hub of a major media market in that state. Great job, great get. You know, UCF is surrounded by more high school football talent within 25 miles than Florida State is. It's not close. You got Houston, same thing. You go within 25 miles of the University of Houston, you have more talent in 25 miles of the University of Houston than you do uh, certainly College Station, Texas A&M, and I would probably argue Austin as well. So you get all all these programs into the Big 12 on solid footing, everybody's on the same page, everybody's moving in the same direction, and everybody is right now saying, hey, the Big 12, when you look at football and basketball, to me is the clear number three conference in terms of quality and depth in America. That's what you have to offer. That's, that's right there what you have to offer, and that is a great offer. you got to stop looking at it from, well, it's not the Big 10 and it's not the SEC. We understand that. No one's saying the Big 12 is the Big Ten, or the SEC. No one's making that case. I'm not making that case. And I'm a Big 12 guy. But I'm just looking at it and saying, it's still a heck of a place to be right now. And I'd rather be in the Big 12 than figuring out what's next in the Pac-12. You'd ra- I think you'd rather be in the Big 12 right now than the ACC. I mean, the ACC is carried by, by uh, Clemson in football. And you can say, well, basketball is great with North Carolina and Duke, but we all know the money in basketball is minuscule compared to the money in football. Ask the Big East. It is a fraction of what the football money is. That's the reality of the situation. So I think the Big 12 has a great sales pitch to make, and they've got to make that sales pitch. And they should absolutely make sure that they are not resting on their laurels, saying, oh, it's fine. We got four new teams coming in. We're in a good place. Be aggressive. Don't let up. You can, whatever cliche you want to use, strike while the iron's hot, smelling blood in the water, all those different things. They're all true. Every single one of them is true. And now's the time to capitalize. It's going to be a great week of Big 12 Media Days. I hope you'll be uh, following along on the website and all of our social media channels as well. Uh, Tony asking, will they wait on SMU until a decision by the four Pac-12 schools? I, I think that if three of the four Pac-12 schools want to come and one doesn't, then SMU gets in the conversation. That's probably how that happens, Tony. That's my guess. But please do, uh, if you're on the podcast, if you're not on the podcast, subscribe to it and then leave a rating and a review. You get a free Heartland College Sports koozie when you leave that rating and review on our podcast. Subscribe to us, uh, YouTube. Facebook Live. We're in all those different places. Twitter as well. We appreciate you guys. We'll be talking to you all week long. I'm Pete Mundo. Have a great rest of your day. Take care.